Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. To sum it all up, what generally are people doing wrong? They don't have the right people. They don't have the right information. They don't have the right system. They don't know about marketing. They don't know They don't know how to spend like a dollar to make five. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with lovely Anna Geary. Hi Anna. Hello. How are you on this almost snowy but rainy morning? Yeah, good, thank you. Just waiting for lockdown to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we can do. <laughs> so today we've got an amazing interview for you and I'm really excited to tell you about it. Um, every now and then you interview someone who you just have a really good laugh with and is uh, slightly wacky. And today we interviewed um, JT Fox, who um, Anna tells me is born in Canada, but he lives in America now and he was like, he was quite an American to me. Um he was hilarious and he, he's owned something like 51 businesses. He used to go and um, run loads of events and speak in front of thousands of people, all completely self-made. So he knows a thing or two about how to run a successful business and um, doesn't do podcasts. So Anna somehow managed to get him on hours. But we were supposed to start interviewing him at four o'clock and just before he changed it to quarter past four and he came on and apologised um, for doing that. He says, I never move meetings. If I say I'm going to be somewhere, I am somewhere. But I had a $17 million deal that was imploding. So I needed just 15 minutes to sort that out. And um, then he had to temporarily go off because the signal wasn't great and came back on. And in the meantime, I said to Anna, well, I used that 15 minutes myself to make a quick spaghetti bolognese for the kids. <laughs> Obviously out of a jar, I didn't make it myself. I said, it's different. It's funny it's funny how we spend our time differently isn't it then he came back on and we were all oh professional um but we had a right laugh he was probably crazier than us I don't know definitely um thought we were slightly crazy and um gave some really good nuggets of help about what you should do and how to how to get to that first hundred thousand and then how to get past that first hundred thousand until your first million um so definitely worth listening to so let's get into it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe we've got jt fox with us how are you doing this morning fantastic fantastic it's a pleasure beyond it's a dream to to come where there's a duck uh there's a duck in terms of a thing i thought my whole life was in zoom so just being on a different thing than zoom is just so amazing i'm just so so thrilled not to be on a zoom that, that this is something Gosh, yeah. yeah jt yeah. was a bit thrown because we do we do our um podcast through Streamyard. sometimes like i tried one and it was like there was a like a second you know like that one or two second lag and yeah. your lips can match up to what you say yeah annoying watch it and i'm like you know what I mean? Like you're delayed and it just, you can't focus on anything else other than see if the lips are matching and whether you're crazy or not. So, yeah, whether you've got... And then do you ever do that thing where you try and work out like how far behind it is? Is it like one yeah, second or like, two? Or is that just me? <laughs> now we don't know if you are actually doing that. Or, if... <laughs> or you've lost your marbles. Do you know what you two have got in common? I'm going to tell you, you might not think you've got much in common. But, you know, with our backgrounds, what we've done and that's things. Like, actually, no, I'll, I'll say what you've got common in common afterwards, right? But first of all, mm -hmm. JT, if you want to talk, just tell us a little snapshot about who, just so that if our listeners haven't heard of you, um, who you are and what you do and how you help people, that'd be great. I'm, I'm sure they haven't heard of me. It's a big world and there's some people who don't even know certain big people. So uh, JT Fox, uh, you know, they call me the world's number one wealth and business coach. But, you know, I first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur. I own a lot of companies. I own a lot of real estate. I own a lot of cryptocurrency. I do a lot of stuff online. So I'm the guy that owns like 60 companies and brands and just kind of like almost like a Richard Branson style of thing, I, you know, psychologically, I'm thinking, is it just better to build one company to a billion, right? 
and I just get bored very easily. And I know it's right brain syndrome. When you start off, you can't have this, but Richard Branson's got all these companies. Like I, I spent a lot of time in Necker Island and where are the opportunities? He jumps, he gives all the ideas and his people implement it. And so he doesn't go every day to an office and like grind that one business. And so I, I'm always wondering like, would I have done way better if I just done one business rather than everything? I prefer that just because you get bored so easily. Like you're probably like the second podcast I've done in in a year other than my own, just because you know, a lot of people ask the same questions and So you are involved in these companies or you buy them and just let them run? No, no, no. I, I mean I have to I the whole the high level strategies on me. I was like, do this, do this, do this, do this, all right, get it done. So I have implementers and I have a great CEO, Francie, she's thirty seven years old and she runs my whole empire and she has other people underneath her that that report that as well. She knows like JT's not gonna like that. And that's a cool thing. And 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 what I'm really missing is that like another her. Like if I had another her, which is really hard. Um, so she's like totally 100% dedicated, does a phenomenal job. And, you know, so she runs the empire so I can be on Clubhouse. So that's really hard. <laughs> but, you know, I've always wondered people who are like at that level and own all different businesses, how do you switch your head in to each of those businesses to understand them well enough to be able to make the right decision? Or, or do you just leave that to the good team? It doesn't matter what business, it's the same thing. Like, here's the thing too. It's like, I can run a knitting company just as well as I can run, say, real estate, because it's the same thing. Right. What are we buying at? What's it worth? Right. When do we sell it? Who are our distribution channels? What's going to cost us? What's our online strategy? What's our retail strategy? Um, you know, how can we get the cost cheaper? So I'm not worried about like whether I like knitting or not. Like, you know, I have, this is a JT Fox style. Like I own my own suit company. I have a JT Fox suits and stuff like that. Like, you know, people's like, what is it made of? Soft. Like, do you know what we're gonna get? JT Fox, get Savvy Club bags. So I'll send, I'll get one to you when we get when we get them. Get Savvy Club bags. We want a picture of you holding it off. So are you self-made? Where do you start doing that? From where you start unknown and you finish unforgettable, right? We all start unknown. That, that's <laughs> oh, I'm gonna write, you know what I'm gonna do? Write that on my whiteboard that's in front of me. And I'm just gonna put JT Fox. Yeah, you start from zero and you know you start with one thing, right? To, to make your first one hundred thousand, it's one hundred percent based on your effort. Like how many calls you make, how many meetings you have how much follow-ups you have. And that's what people understand. And I think a lot of people don't get to that scaling because the effort is not there. And you know, you're gonna fail a lot. You're gonna hear the word no a million times, but one yes can change your life. Then when you start going from a million to seven figures, that's when we can start talking about scaling, right? We can start, and that's when you start having people, right? To, to get to 100,000, it's 100% you. To get to a million, it's 80% you, 20% your people. You gotta have someone take away all the transactional, the things that don't make money. You know, I was just listening a few minutes ago. On Clubhouse, and some lady was like, you know, like she would talk, she's too busy. She got three kids trying to run a business. And then, you know, said, like, you know, do you, do you do cleaning? Do you do laundry? She goes, yes. And I was like, well, why? She goes, well, I love it. It's therapeutic. Well, okay. So let's just assume it is therapeutic, right? I said, she's clearly a psychopath. <laughs> right. But you're, but you're spending, let's say, an hour and a half a week, two hours doing that. Imagine you, you could spend, even though it's therapeutic, that extra two hours, very limited time you have, could be spent calling growing your business and doing something for something that you can delegate out for, you know, 20, 30 pounds, right? Easily. And that's, that's that mentality of people. People are busy, but they're busy being busy. They're not being productive. You know, when I break down people's schedule, they're like, yeah, you had a busy day doing nothing, meaning nothing productive, nothing that'll grow your business. You're busy. I got to pick up this. I got to go here. I got to go to the store. I got to call this. I had this. You got a minute, you got a minute, you got a minute. So then what happens is, you know, I tell people spend 100% of your time on the 1% that matters. So I'm yeah. very highly efficient. Every five minutes of my day is scheduled out. We have a saying here saying uh, being a busy fool. 
which basically means that you know you you are really busy, so you don't you you think you're working really hard, but actually you're not achieving anything. Well, people, think I'm, I'm really great at like not doing things I don't want to do, so I'm on board with that. <laughs> Cleaners, yeah, gardeners. I don't like to do technically like this podcast. If you think about it from an ROI measurement, like there's not for the amount of time how much money I make, it would be like financially a giant waste of my time and money. But I take a look at the long pictures. Number one, I like marketing. Number two. Uh, I heard about your show. And number three, you know, sometimes you have to do something a little bit different to break it up as well. Not Are you trying to say right now you would rather be doing something else, JT? Well, no. I, 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 I'm looking at my, my messages as they broke. <laughs> I got this, I got this, because technically I was supposed to be done and, and because I pushed it back. And so, but I, I, to me, I, I think I invest in people and that's first and foremost. And, and you just never know where it's going to lead. And yeah. so, so not everything sometimes when you get hired is looked at an ROI and it usually is like, you just like, I could, and that was my problem before the pandemic. I was on the road 324 days a year. We yeah. had 54 countries, clients in 104 and you're going, going, going different country almost every day. And just, you know, speaking five, 10,000 people doing meetings, business media. And I start saying no to so many things like, no, I don't want to go. Do you want to go out tonight? No, I got to get up early. Do you want to go here? No, I don't want to do it. Like I'm only home for two days. No, I don't want to go. No, 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 no. And then the pandemic hit. And all the things I wish that I had said yes to, right? That I said no to, I wish I had said yes to. So for yeah. example, now, like I'm starting to realize, say yes to more things. You just never mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. So I'm like, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, yes, yes. So just like I said, yes to them. Um, and also too, I think the topic of marketing and, and it's kind of interesting. Um, so to me, that's that's very appealing, very appealing to me. Plus, you know, I love supporting powerful women. Yeah, so we're talking about, so you two have got something in common, which is this, which is you've both uh, been referred to as very much like Simon Cowell. <laughs> I deny I am like Simon Cowell. So I'm more like Graham Norton, the UK listeners will get that. But Anita is like the Simon Cowell of us. So she's no no fluff. Uh, you could be like- Oh, don't say that. No, what like who? Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan's worse. You could say whatever you want about him. I mean, you know, he was on mm. Celebrity Apprentice and he got in and and you know, he's you know the head of Daily Mail and he does the morning show where you're yeah. at. So and because he is somewhat polarizing, you know, a lot of people don't yeah. like him. A lot of people don't like people that are polarizing. So yeah. I mean you have to respect kind of and that's the problem is that you know the fluffy people like we would call the Paul Abduls of the world, right? And oh, I forgot you know, about Paula Abdul. I know she's actually on the mass. Now, babe, if you really want it, <laughs> that's the song, isn't it? Oh God, Dave made us sing. But you're right. To stand out, you have to polarize, don't you? And that takes balls. My followers can't tell that too. But I also know what I'm saying. Like I speak in sound bites. Yeah. So I really know what, and that's kind of important. You know, like a lot of people, they they get their point across with a long story, and um, you know, it's like facts tell, story sell. I get it. But on an app like that, you got to go zingers, zing, just like a podcast almost. I mean, Nothing frustrates me more on Clubhouse, for example, when it's time for a question and they go to the person and they say, right, what's your question? And they don't just ask the question. They go around this thing. And that's well, what stresses what. me out the most, I think. Like for me in my room, like, what's your point? What's your question? And I think a lot of people are afraid of being direct. Yeah. So, and then they'll say, like, my question is, and then they go into their, their, their sad story. And nobody wants to interrupt somebody with that story. And to be honest with you, no one cares how sad your story is. They really don't. There's, there's yeah. always someone more. And people like, I disagree. And I was like, okay, well, what are you worth? And they tell me what they're worth. I'm like, okay, that's in line with your philosophies, right? So um, just like if Elon Musk said something, I, I wouldn't, anything Elon Musk says, whether he was right or wrong, unfortunately, you can't argue with the guy. The guy made $125 yeah. billion.
this year. He sent people to space. He sent the car. So it's, it, you know, you may have differing opinions, but it doesn't mean opinions are not facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's the issue. So, but opinions are great. And people are scared to have them. You know, everybody's sensitive. They have this cancel culture. You, you can't mm -hmm. say what's on your mind. Everybody believes in the idea of freedom of speech until they disagree with you. And they want to cancel you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, so, and you can't say anything political because that's just a kiss of death. You can't say anything mm -hmm. racial because that's, so basically, if you don't agree with a point of view, you get canceled, which I disagree with that. But I mean, I've had to come out of groups and leave groups and because you could, like, you just get pulled down this rabbit hole of like, just because I'm not agreeing with what you say does not mean that I'm the complete opposite of what you're talking about. It's not the same thing. And people get the wrong end of the stick. And then they say, well, you must feel this about this. And, and you, I've done it to you, haven't I? I need to, where I've said this person that I've, I've said to you, tell me when I'm wasting time doing this, because it's, who cares? Like, I'm just going to check out of there, leave them to it. They can carry on. They're in love with their idea. Right. Mm. Someone told them it was a great idea and they had it in their brain. And then they come to someone like me and it's not a good idea because, but here's the thing too, like the people that you say, it's a good idea. What did you ask them? Like, okay, how much? Like buy it. Do you want to buy it? Like, no, mm. no, no. Like, so when you ask for money, it's like the same people yeah. enable the people about America's American idol or, you know, or Amer Britain's got talent or anything like that. And they're like, wow, you're going to be great. And then they go in there and they're horrible. And then they get like destroyed. And then they're like, well, everyone tells me, yeah. Cause everyone's been lying to you. I think if because everyone, they don't want to upset the person, do they? Instead of going, well, realistically, is that that going to work? You, how much money will you make? We're constantly saying it, aren't we, to our potential clients? We've just done a five-day challenge that leads into selling our, um, like, so we do. We help people with social media. Literally, people that have like missed the boat or feel that they've missed the boat. So we have a ninety-day program that helps them get what they need to do. And um, people say, "Oh, I've got this idea." They're on the five-day challenge, and we're like, "Well, if you're selling a." a bandana for a dog for a quid like it unless you've got scale on that you there, there's no you know just being honest and saying there's no money but may, maybe friends and family have said oh great idea you're really creative or you know but ultimately it's not going it can be a hobby for fun but you're, it's not going to be a business for you it's not you know not unless you look at it differently and get you know look for scale or whatever it may be and what I noticed actually I listened to it because you're great because you actually um give back a lot so you do the coaching calls is it every single day that you do coaching yeah, calls? Is this on clubhouse no yeah. no this is what you were doing it anyway weren't you at the end of the day i, I coach three to five people for free mm. every single day um yeah. sometimes in the middle of the day if there's a things as a way of giving back and it's also a good way for me to get some feedback on what people think but you know every single person i solve their problem like in seconds it's so easy mm. for me like i look at people i know what's right what's wrong with them um you know it, it, it could take me 30 seconds um, and sometimes just by looking at people, I'm like left brain over analysis, you're overthinking your biggest problem mm -hmm. is fear and progressing too much. And I'm, you know, I mean, like I could tell just by looking and also on the app, I know who, who's just by the sound of the voice. Are they successful? They know what they're talking about. So you, you have that. And we um, should come on. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm really, yeah. I mean, I'm really good at reading body language. This is a, a, a skill that I've, I've, I've learned, but I think the problem is that, you know, these people, you solve their problems. It's like going to the doctor and say, doc, I got mm -hmm. so much pain. The doctor comes up with like the diagnosis and then, okay, you need to do this, do this. I'm like, oh no, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend. I'll just in. continue. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just change my life. I don't want to take those pills every day. I'll just yeah. carry on as I am. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just sad, you know, and they have all the excuses. I mean, the difference between, you know, you know, six figures and seven and eight and nine figures is how much does it cost versus how much is it going to make me? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you have no money, it's how much it costs when you're successful it's how much it's going to make me. And it's that scarcity mentality of cost. It's like, I give this analogy of a golfer, right? You want to be professional, right? You want to be in the PGA, but you say to yourself, I'm going to practice by myself for free 
right? I'm going to go to the driving range and stuff like that. And then when I win my first tournament, then what I'm going to do is I'm then I'm going to hire a coach and then I'm going to make the PGA, but you're never going to make the PGA. So you're only as good as your coaches. I still have four yeah. coaches that I pay, not free, not this mentoring stuff that I pay. And then, um, you know, and after that, yeah. um, it all kind of grows from there. Yeah, because I've caught um, one, it might have been on Instagram. Um, I don't know if it was the other day or something, but you actually were speaking to a lady and you asked her who her coach was. And she was like, oh, I, I don't have one. And you were like, well, you're being a coach, yet you're not on board with the fact that you need a coach. So why would anyone in, in, like hire you to be their coach if you're not already in that cycle? I mean, we... We have um, obviously we have coach we coach we coach people, but we also have um, coaches as well to help us with bits that we can't do. Um, and yeah, it's so important, isn't it? And I, I like that you said that to her, and her face was kind of like, "All right, okay." But the it, other posted, I coached this British lady on menopause. That's her. Oh contact. yeah, I tagged one of our clients um, is does the same thing. So I tagged um, Kate, who we've just so helped. I said, "You got to listen to this." Yeah, and people are just blown away that I could come mm. up with just ideas of something, which is my point is. I don't need to know anything about menopause. I really don't. What we need to know is how to get it, how to grow it, how to scale it, how to market it, how to brand it, how to get customers. You, you we need to know how to get menopause. I was like, I, I don't really want to know about it. I just, you know, but people are just <laughs> So you've like, still got that same man thing of like, no, no. It's like my daughter's 14 and her dad's like, I don't want to know about the stuff that's going to happen. Just you make sure that she knows what she's doing because I don't want to get involved. I don't do women talk to men and be like, honey, let me tell you about menopause. I'm like, I don't know. It's just like erectile dysfunction. <laughs> it's not something like, hun, it's not going up. Go and get some blue pills. Are they still blue? You I don't can. know. I think they're over the counter in the UK. You guys are lucky because it's yeah, lucky. I think you can you can just get them. Joe, you know I yeah. fancied the um the guy. There was an advert for Viagra pills, and I fancied the guy off it. I was like, oh, he's quite nice. And I was like, oh well, but obviously it was just an advert, so probably he didn't have the issue so that's fine that just went like squirrel i went in a whole different direction like, oh so the other yeah. when i did my when we did uh once anita couldn't make a live that we did and so i had to do this quite a big deal live on my own with all these people they were new to our world they're filled with this facebook group um they didn't know us at all anita was stuck in this traffic in this thing and it, it was the only time she'd kind of left me to do the live on my own and that literally happened a squirrel came in my um garden and i was like squirrel Everyone was like, you remind me of Up, and, you're, and I've, I haven't ever even seen Up. So I was like, what are they even on about? So, yeah, I do get squirrel moments come from time to time. you got to get in your brain somewhere. There, there's some stuff going Good on. Look. In there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to Disney, like, it's the whole world. Yeah. It's good here, though, do you know. Like, there's never a dull moment in our world. That's why I have a business partner, because I don't, <laughs> to, you know, to stop I the squirrel moment. Annie looks like if you were in charge of it. Ah, numbers, they're round and they got shapes and everything. No, Anna does all our numbers. She's in charge of all the finances. I give the appearance of like being okay, but I'm not. Because I used to be so bad with numbers years ago, I was really bad. Now I'm not, so I do the numbers. So you have got a load of businesses and you say it doesn't matter what they are and you obviously coach a load of people with different businesses. So, you know, to sum it all up, what generally are people doing wrong first of all they don't have the right people they don't have the right information they don't have the right system and they don't have the right plan so that ultimately this now they're great people at core and you know they don't know about marketing they don't know they don't know how to spend like a dollar to make five they think like i'm going to build my business on referrals and any business based on because they're too low down in their business you think rather than taking no, that it's just not, i think a lot of it has to do with education and more so risk you know what i mean like they have a fear of spending money if you take yeah. risk out, 
opportunity out. So I think there's a big fear component to all of this. Um, and I think, you know, I think people like a lot of people don't learn, like they, they tend to attack our industry, oh, like a bunch of scam artists and blah, blah, selling stuff. But you know, I would argue school, you don't learn anything. I didn't learn anything in school that I apply today. Oh, God, we're homeschooling now. And some of them I'm like, what the hell is that going to help you with? Lockdown must be making a massive difference to your day to day life. So is it sending you a bit doolally? Productive, much more productive, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. I, I could do tons more meeting like this never would have happened because I'd be like, like, it yeah. just wouldn't have. It was impossible, which is why it's so seldom any podcast. You've got to admit, Anita, we are more productive now. Oh, God, we yeah, are, yeah. We like going to eat our curries and grabbing coffee and, you know, like networking event we perhaps go to and then agree to do that and agree to, you know. And they have kids, though. They have kids and they got to, like, that, that's very distracting. You know, and you come in, you're on a meeting and the kids are running around because they don't have that space, you know, so it really depends. Like, there are some obviously some challenges, uh, a lot more divorces, of course, uh, because yeah. of that. People spend that much time together. You know, I always said, like, you know, absence sometimes makes their heart grow fonder. You're with someone every single day and there's no separation. And then if you are, we're not meant to be together all the time. It's Anita and I were uh, voice noting about this yesterday, weren't we? About needing our like space. Well, (laughs) yeah, because then then if you do something, you kind of feel guilty because you're like, yeah, the person's not doing something because they're watching the kids or something like that. So it becomes this like, oh, you're out there, you know, playing golf and I'm here all day. I don't have my own break. So you know, so yeah, I mean, that's definitely a um, a challenge. So where are you in America? I am in West Palm Beach. So have you got locked down or the school's open? No, I mean, I've actually not gone anywhere, uh, partly for insurance purposes and health purposes. So, you know, I have like just hunkered down. So mm-hmm. I go to the store, which I never used to go to the store just because it's my only, I go to the store like once or twice a week. So, you know, I've got a giant compound. So I just, I just kind of stay here. I, so I don't. You know, right now, my thought process is just kind of let's wait it out. I mean, like I haven't caught COVID. So like part of it is now like I don't want to get it just because I don't um, No. And everyone I know has recovered. Of course, I know a lot of people have died, you know, but then there's always like, are you going to be that one? Because I think there's been a lot of fear. I think this is, you know, clear yeah. people are dying, but there's been a lot of fear. I mean, if you look at the numbers and you take a look at at um, the risk to reward, I mean, let's just say let's just hypothetically say hypothetically say that there's a new variant strain that doesn't fix the vaccine, right? Just hypothetically speaking. I mean, do we just this point and say, you know what, it is what it is, yeah. right? It is what it is. But then the, then places like Australia and New Zealand, they're never going to reopen again, right? Because there's no point for them to reopen because they they're pretty much got rid of it. So they're completely mm-hmm. COVID. So you have to take a look at that, at that point and you got to say like, you know, risk to reward, like, do we just stop living our lives like this? Because if this keeps up, there is a breaking point. There's no question. And there's in some cases already financially, there's a breaking point. There's a breaking point mentally for people. Um, so people will put up with a lot before civil unrest happens, but it will happen if you keep people in this state. They start slowly breaking the rules, don't they? And then it just gets worse and worse. Well, I think this lockdown and the rules that the people have kept the rules, maybe because it's not summer. Um, you yeah. know, and the weather is not as good. Yeah. Part of the reason too. Cause it's easier to stay cause you wouldn't really hang out outside. But you know, that I, I always wondered all summer, I was like, man, all these Europeans they are traveling everywhere. The beaches are full. Like at some point, cause that's all you kept seeing. And then I was like, at some point it's got to crack and yeah, crack pretty big, but you know. It was like it, you know, in the UK in August, we had this thing. <laughs> right. So we had a lockdown, obviously we're all locked down, we're all staying in and the uh, R rate came down. So there wasn't as much COVID. And then they had this thing in August where they had 
eat out to help out. So you were encouraged to go out more than ever before to eat out. And if you went out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can have your food for half price and then the government was getting... So obviously, every... that's when our weather's the nicest here as well, August. So we were just all out eating, weren't we? Every... Well, we were. Right. And Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, and Wednesday. But of course, it just went like spread like wildfire again. So it's like, why did we just do that? That was the oddest thing. And then lockdown again, open again for Christmas for a bit and then shut down. It's, yeah, it just makes absolutely no, like zero sense. But we know we just, I mean, luckily we're in a position where we, what we do, what we do and what we teach is all online anyway. So in terms of our business, we could continue doing it. It wasn't like we had like a restaurant that was getting messed about or hairdressers or anything like that. So before this, I used to have a recruitment consultancy and I was in recruitment for 17 years. And I was so grateful that I wasn't doing that when COVID hit because um, trying to get the staff to all work from home, how three, 400 temps all in these different jobs, which jobs were essential, which ones weren't, would have been a nightmare. So I got out of that in time. So in terms of this podcast, it's but people listen to this because um, they want to get better at marketing their businesses. All right. Okay. Let me think about one of our clients and how you would potentially help them. So if you were to start a business right now and you were completely unknown and you're on Clubhouse, how would you utilize it to um, get followers and to build your business? First of all, I'd make myself present in a room and I'm trying to get there to ask questions if possible. Um, could be complimentary and don't go quick about here's what I do, then complimentary, then add a point and then do it not just trying to like, I'm this, blah, blah, blah. So that's number one. Because um, it took me two days to, to even get there. And then I reached out to some of the moderators, maybe some of the smaller moderators, right? at uh, first and trying to build a relationship at value and then you kind of grow up to the bigger ones and then um and then then i'll take that information and trying to go into a smaller room with those moderators then by nature they would then bring me up and then sometimes other moderators go in there so they see me and i would make sure that when i talk i'm always complimentary like hey john that's a fantastic point hey susie wow that was great so you know so wait i'm not kissing ass enough yeah on I there mean, i'm not kissing ass enough on there to get to I mean, how many followers oh. do you have? Seven hundred and seventy, I think. <laughs> Don't pull a really great face. But yeah, you were already known anyway. So I'm saying, if you're an unknown. But but here's the thing too. A lot of people didn't. Uh, my seven hundred and seventy are real followers. I don't have a large following because I'm yeah. about because people knew me. I mean, I knew a lot of the people, but yeah. some didn't. Know me. Some had no yeah. idea. I mean, some pretty big. I didn't names. know you. They I didn't really know you. Me, but they weren't sure. And then later on, they're yeah. like, "Oh, it's that guy." But I was always my point. Like I wasn't like I was the best at what I did. And if we're in the same circle, I mean, everyone knew me, right? But to the wider scale, not that much. Even though I was on magazine covers and all that, but still like in that small kind of niche. Now on a wider scale now, and, and it was always like I'm like better than some of these people, but they have like more branding than me. And it's pretty been like some of these people come into my room and kind of somewhat trying to challenge me. And I'm pretty much sure that this is exposed. There is nobody who's going to outcoach me. There's nobody who's going to outthink me fast. Nobody. I mean, I've proven that before. That's what I feel like about Clubhouse. You can't um, fake it, can you? You can't be like, I know you can sit there and not add value if it's just on in the background and stuff. But when you speak, it's you speaking and it's you speaking real live right there and then and you said actually before we went live on this podcast like you're not bothered you never you, you know ask what you want just get into it because we were trying to tell you how it works and you want whatever just get on with it um and you never do things twice so and i think that's that is what's catching some people out in clubhouse i think because some people they might be great on a video they might be great on pre-recorded things but actually off the cuff live which you're used to doing anyway if you're coaching people for free every day a number of people every day for free you're ready to do that and give the value whereas i believe some people 
can't can't do that they're just all fluff and other people are doing the work pulling the strings doing the work in the background and they're just the face of it so i, I do like that element of, of clubhouse you are who you are but i think that clubhouse must be benefiting from um covid mustn't it and everybody being stuck at mm. home yeah um, so you know they've had a lucky break well all the people they used to stand on stage that haven't been able to all of a sudden they can like it's not it's not a stage but it's a chance to be able to speak and get a voice out there's a lot of people who don't belong on stage either too. Like mm -hmm. the advice they give is just absolutely horrendous. You know, yeah. someone, there was a 22 year old kid who was practically homeless. And I was like, how do I have multiple streams of income? And everybody's chiming in. And I said like, what is wrong with you guys? The guy needs a job, not a like yeah. multiple streams of nothingness. So, I mean, you know, everybody loves this town. Everybody's a millionaire on clubhouse. So I've never seen so many millionaires. It's such an honor <laughs> to be a platform where everybody- Six, seven, eight, 20, mil 20 figure businesses. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. There is loads, loads and loads of people. And there's those rooms like billionaires tell you how. And I think, how many in here are billionaires that are going to tell us how? So the first question we always ask everybody is to recommend a book, a business book or a development book or something that you've read and would recommend to so our audience. Billionaire Underdog, it's definitely the best book. It's step-by-step -step marketing, branding, uh, scaling. Uh, I think if they go to millionaireunderdog.com, they can find it. Uh, it's deemed one of the best business books and it's mine. <laughs> I was going to say, did you write that? Yeah, I did think. Did I see that? Here's the point about marketing, right? So my book, Million Underdog. If I take my book and I just put it on audio, I read my book. Don't call it a book. I take that book. I turn it into a manual. I sell it for $5,000, right? But because it's a book, it's $35. You see the point? Because the perceived value of marketing is all books are the same. Hmm. So that's the crazy part about the, what I say. Why don't you do an audiobook? Why would I do that? My voice commands $5,000 for one program. So that's the interesting point about marketing. Perception is everything. You can put nice rims on a Corolla. You can put a super engine. You know, you might get a little bit more, but that's about it. You're never going to get with the value of the cards. Just same thing in property. Sometimes, you know, you can put all brand new windows and, and they're going to look nice, but sometimes you don't get the value. In fact, most of the time you never get the value when you put new windows because the cost and what you can get. So that's the, the a good lesson about marketing. And I learned the other day that um, even though Samsung have something like twice or three times the amount of handsets in the world than Apple, Apple is worth more as a company because it's all about perception, isn't it? Tesla, based on how much they make and what their valuation is, it's insane. It's not doesn't match up. So that, that, that's a little bit irrational. Uh, that mm. thinking makes no sense. Just like everybody pumping up the game stock stock. It's just, all that doesn't make sense. So. Oh, what's going on in America at the moment? Interesting, yeah. eh? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything's going on. But you know, yeah. you guys got your own opinion, Donald Trump. So <laughs> we have Boris. Yeah, yeah, not dissimilar. Yeah, it's just not orange. They, I think I think they were born at birth, and they're like, you go to the UK and you take <laughs> you know, so <laughs> um, And the other question we always ask is, we're the Get Savvy Club, so we always ask our guests, what makes you savvy? And you can take that question any way you want. I, I'm well coached. I practice business. I practice marketing. I practice sales. So that when it's game time, where I'm writing copy or I'm selling or I'm speaking, I'm in the zone. So I think too many people don't practice. They just kind of wing it, especially in marketing. Uh, and, you know, the key to marketing is test, 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 and test. I mm -hmm. think there's this expectation of marketing that you're just going to get it right on the first try. And like you did marketing and leads will come. There's tweaking, there's testing. And that's why yeah. most people are not good at marketing because they don't have the patience. They don't have the right coaching. They don't have the right worthal. They get discouraged. They're afraid of losing money. And all that fear holds them back from doing everything. That's why you need a coach. Coaching is a shortcut. You want to own marketing, find out somewhat what works and doesn't work. But some people would rather spend 5,000 on Facebook and have it go into a black hole rather than hire a coach, let's say for 
five thousand, say do this, do this, do this, and then now you actually end up making fifteen thousand dollars, not losing five thousand dollars. So it's a scarcity mentality as well. But I actually practice business. I practice for six months in a row, coming up with headlines and businesses that were not even there. So there's a lot of things I do. I practice reading people. Um, I, I practice negotiation. I practice sales. So I I did a good video on YouTube. You should watch. It's uh, how I practice at business. It's like one of my most watched videos. Excellent. Well, we'll let you get off because you're probably busy. I thought you guys were absolutely amazing. We should have our own show together. Do like our own like in the news type yeah, show. We'll be coming like, over. Don't worry. We'll come over to America and meet you. We'll be on the BBC and then we'll just be like proper. Like, hello. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So that was, I'm, going, I'm still going American there, aren't I? Awesome. That was, that was the amazing JT Fox super super happy to have him on there and if you notice there's going to be a, actually we're going to put that in the show notes that was just part one he's going to give us a part two um which is fantastic so obviously if you like this please do do you know what one of my daughter's friends gave us a five-star re review on here yeah. uh, yesterday what's um, noted and said right okay next can you write a uh, review <laughs> so i don't know just don't think she knows how to do that but i was like thanks for the five stars so if you want to um, rate this, review it, screenshot it and post it on your social media. So screenshot it, tag us in, tag JT Fox in. And if we see it, we will give you a copy of the book that was recommended. However, I'm not sure because he recommended his own book. I knew when I asked him who wrote that, I knew he was going to say, well, I did. I love it. I love that. I'll have to go and see if you can actually buy it or if it's actually, in fact, something you can just get free off of his off of his website or not i'm not 100 sure because it was kind of saying like the value of it and stuff but either way if it's not that we'll give you an audible like voucher or something to buy your own one but yeah get the million uh, millionaire underdog was called wasn't it so yeah rate rate subscribe uh like it you know review it um screenshot share it everywhere and uh tag us in and then you'll be in with a shot of winning one of the recommended books on this podcast but thanks for listening in and we will have a quickie on thursday for you guys see you all soon take care bye, bye. that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it join our facebook group just search get savvy club